Welcome to the 401k Audit CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping companies across the United States prepare for their 401k audit. If you have 100 eligible participants in your 401k plan, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to episode one of the 401k Audit CPA Success Show. I'm your host, Jamie Na. I'm the Director of Accounting here at Summit CPA. Today, I'm joined by Jody Grundin, the CEO and founder of Summit CPA, and a very busy Kim Moore, who's the Director of Auditing right in the middle of audit season right now. Today, we're going to learn about the audit department at CPA and talk about what you can do before the upcoming deadline. So we're going to start off with some introductions. Kim, thanks for joining us in your busy schedule. You want to introduce yourself for the listeners. Sure. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, we are in the middle of our busy time here in audit world. Our upcoming deadline here is October 15th. So busy, busy time for us. My name's Kim Moore. I'm the audit director here at Summit CPA Group. And my primary focus is on 401k audits. I've been here since January of 2014. So it's almost six years, believe it or not. In that time, we've gone from, it was around 10 audits when I started. Um, We're up now um, pretty close to 130 401k audits that we do during a calendar year. So it's been a a tremendous time of growth and we've learned a lot and I've built up a really good team. So I'm very, very pleased with where we are right now. So the first obvious question is, is how have you lasted working six years with Jody? That's the obvious question. I know, I know. It's it's been been difficult. Um, You know, we all have our challenges, right? (laughs) That we have to overcome. Um, But no, seriously, it's both Jody and um, Adam Hale, the other executive partner here, have been very supportive of the audit process here. It's been a very growing part of the firm. Um, As I mentioned, it started very small when I first started here. I came here, one of my objectives was to just figure out what we had, were we doing the right kinds of things, make sure that we had good processes, policies, et cetera, in place, um, but also to grow the business. And they've been very supportive of that, making sure that we've got good staff, we've got good systems, and then also helping with training, CPE, but just being overall supportive. I mean, that they've been very helpful with that. And that, that makes a huge difference in being able to grow and have the whole team succeed. And I know we're not only myself, the whole team's appreciative of that. So, so thank you to them. Great. Yeah. So Summit CPA has a couple of other podcasts out there that will be linked in the show notes, um, talking about our background and kind of how Summit was started. But in addition to that, Jody, if you want to do a quick introduction of, of yourself and kind of your background, so that the listeners know. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'm the uh, CEO and co-founder of Summit. We started the firm back in 2002 as a, a traditional accounting firm. We kind of gravitated towards a lot of different things, uh, flat fee billing, which we implement all across the board with all of our different service lines. We focused on virtual CFO services for a big part of our thing. And then in 2000, and it was about 2012, we introduced uh, audits. We thought, hey, could we do something a little different? We thought audits would be the way to go. We jumped into the HUD audit arena uh, right away and really started building that up. And then, of course, it then got deregulated. And so what we built up within, you know, just minutes of Congress making their decision, you know, basically took that down to zero audits. And so we thought, well, what are we going to do to replace this? And uh, we thought, well, let's let's add uh, 401k audits. We can We can definitely do that. 
And both of us had, well, I, I had some audit experience working for a couple of regional accounting firms. And I thought this would be great. I can teach Adam how to do it. And he could then, you know, run this. And that could be uh, something that he could really kind of build up. And then it was quickly into the audit process where he picked up uh, probably about, uh, I'd say between five to 10 audits, you know, fairly quickly. Adam realized that this wasn't something he had a, a passion for. And I definitely didn't have a passion for it. And so that was one of those things. Now do we do? We've got 10 audits. And so we thought, you know what, we really want to build this thing. We really want to be successful with it. And so we started looking for someone to actually oversee it. And that's when we really lucked in and found Kim. It was awesome. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, how, how do you find somebody that knows what, you know, something as specific as a 401k audit and somebody with her experience? It was, uh, it was great. And interviewed Kim, brought her on. And from day one, she's been uh, what we call an A-plus hire, you know, somebody that you can't get any better than. And so that was, that was something that has been really a, a great thing. And Kim's you know, basically did everything. She's oversees the processes, the tools, the people, and she's grown it to, like she said, uh, from 10 audits to uh, over 130 audits. I think last year we did like 120 something, 20, 125, 126. And then this year we'll probably do about 160-ish, somewhere in that ballpark. So it's really grown dramatically. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're in the top 1% or top 5% of all firms doing 401k audits. So that's a big testament to Kim and her team. Done a great job, which is huge to the success of the firm. Great. So Kim, as you mentioned and Jody mentioned, you've been with Summit for six years. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your experience prior to coming to Summit. Sure. Well, if you go back in time, because I've been working for quite a while, I graduated. I wasn't an accounting major. I was a business student, but I wasn't an accounting major. Believe it or not, I was a finance major. That kind of sets me apart from a lot of the other folks here at the firm. But I got out of school as a typical graduate. You don't really know what you want to do. You just want to get a job. And the very first job I had out of college was an audit job working with the state of Indiana, but I was a tax auditor, believe it or not. And I I really enjoyed the job. It was a great first job, learned a lot, but um, quickly figured out I really did not like tax at all <laughs> and did not like working for the government, <laughs> but really liked audit. I liked the variety. I liked going from company to company because you never stayed in one place very long and you never did the same thing. We were doing the same kinds of audits, but you got to see different aspects of different companies, got to work with all different kinds of people. And I really liked that. So decided that audit was kind of my thing. Um, I sat for the CPA exam, passed it first time. Woohoo. So so then figured out, okay, so I'm really going to stick with this audit thing. Interviewed with a lot of different places, but I ended up going to work for um, what is now Lincoln Financial Group. And they've kind of changed their name a couple different times. But it's Fortune 250 company. At that time, it was a multi-line insurance company. Um, They offered a lot of the typical insurance products that we would all buy. So health insurance, life insurance, they insured cars and boats and houses and that kind of thing. They gradually, uh, in the time I was there, which was almost 25 years, they morphed. So they changed away from a lot of those different kinds of insurance products into more investment, bigger end retirement type products. They had a huge 401k division. And uh, at the time that I left there, I actually, they were one of my clients. So I was the audit director, had managed multiple teams. One of the teams that I had actually audited that particular division. So it was funny. I was just talking to somebody right before this podcast 
telling them I've seen 401ks from almost every aspect. So I've been a participant in a plan. I've been a plan administrator for a plan. I've worked at a record keeper custodian for a plan. Now I'm the external auditor for a plan. We rely on something called a SOC report, which is a, a report of the controls at these large entities that manage 401k plans. So I've seen both sides of that. I've been a SOC auditor. I've also supported the SOC audit from the record keeper custodian side. So I've kind of seen the 401k process from every angle and every side, which has been very helpful. So anyways, left Lincoln um, after all of that time, did some contract work, actually did some IT audit work for a while, and then ended up uh, here at Summit in January. So real variety um, of work. And um, the thing I always like to tell people, because you know, Jody will tell you audits, you know, nobody wants to work an audit. That's not the place <laughs> to be. But I always tell people that if you're somebody who likes puzzles and you like variety, audit is the place to be because you very rarely going to do the same thing. You're going to work with all different kinds of people, all different kinds of personalities. So you have to like talking to people, working with different people. That's a very important part of this job. But you also have to be able to solve puzzles. I always tell people an audit is like somebody gave you the, the puzzle and it's a 500 piece puzzle, but you only get 450 pieces and you don't get the picture on the box. So you don't know what it's supposed to look like at the end, but you've got to put it all together anyways. So as long as you like doing that, then you're going to like audit because that's really what it's all about. So that's kind of my background. Yeah, so basically uh, January of 2013 or 14 is when you came aboard. I mm-hmm. think at that time we had just right. you, right? It was just you and we had maybe someone helping out. We had one part-time person mm-hmm. and she was here before me. She's actually still here. She's one of my staff now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was it. There was no other staff at that point. Both you and Adam had really gotten heavily involved on the CFO, virtual CFO side. So really weren't spending much of any time on the audit side. So really, yeah, I had to pick it up from almost nothing, really. I mean, there, there was little here at the time. So it's... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a real challenge, but I like that. I like I like challenges, and I like where we're at. I think we've really come a long way and uh, made mm-hmm. a ton of progress. Yeah, so basically, Lisa was our very first hire mm-hmm. in the uh, audit department, and she'd worked right. what two years prior to I think you're coming aboard. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it was uh, yeah something like that. It wasn't very long, and she wasn't full time. She was a part time staff person, but she wasn't even the time she was here full time on audit, she was doing some other things with the firm as well. So, Mm -hmm. so very limited, but yes, she, Summit was lucky um, in getting her before I came here because she did have a lot of prior 401k audit experience at the firm she worked with before. So she brought some really strong background knowledge, skill set. Obviously things change over time and she had been away from it, but what she brought was very strong. So that was that was a good hire as well. Yeah. And then fr- from there, it seems like you've added quite a few people. Right. I believe we have four full-time, not counting myself, four full-time staff and then two part-time staff. All of the hires that we brought in had audit experience before they came here. All of them have had 401k audit experience before they came here. Differing levels of years of experience. We've got one that's got 20 plus years 
uh, 401k audit experience. Lisa, that was here when I came here again, years of experience. But all the other folks have multiple years of audit experience before they came here. Obviously, they've gained a lot of experience as they work here. They all tell me when they first start um, in their first 90 days, they learn more here than they learned in a couple of years <laughs> at their other at their other firms, just because we specialize in 401k audits and we see everything. In the number of audits that we do, we've got small clients, we've got very big clients that are much bigger in terms of employee base, much bigger asset base in the plan. We've got very simple plans all the way up to very complex, got a, a couple of doctor groups that have very complex plans. So we kind of see it all here and um, that the staff get to work through that, which is a challenge, but they really do enjoy it because it helps them to learn, helps them to grow. And it is also a challenge, which auditors like. So, so yeah, it's been great. Yeah. And, and because of the growth, we're looking to add what one more person to the team this year. Right. We are in the process of hiring somebody right now. And we typically hire at least one a year, just depending on the growth that we see in the previous year and also what we're anticipating for the current year. So yeah, we're always on the lookout for for good people with good audit background. So if any of our listeners know anybody, uh, you can check That's out right. our website <laughs> and, uh, and, and apply there. So Sign up. <laughs> so uh, one thing I don't want to skip over here is a lot of people, when I tell them I'm an accountant, they either think one or two things. I do taxes or I work for the IRS as an auditor. So what Kim and Jody are talking about in terms of I'm either a tax person or an audit person, that is very true in the accounting world. You find pretty early on which area you fall into. And so a lot of people don't even really understand what an auditor does. I can't explain how, how many times I've explained to people when I was an auditor that I didn't work for the IRS. So absolutely, absolutely. It, did, it did come in handy, though, when I worked for the state, because, you know, when you would in those days, you had the paper checks and you'd go to pay with your check and and they'd say, oh, I need to know where you work. And, and I would say, you know, Indiana Department, oh, IRS. I never had problems cashing a check. Was, that part was very, was very helpful. But, um, but yeah, I get that. I even get it from family members who know that I've worked on it for a long time. And can you do my taxes? Because, you know, that's what you exactly. do. <laughs> no one understands. Yeah, no. So when you came to Summit, you kind of started from scratch with the audit firm. I know we had a little bit of a practice there, but what was important to you when starting the department? Like what were the key things you wanted to make sure you had when you built your department out? Right. The main thing for me to start with, because we didn't have a whole lot of audits and it was really myself and this one other part-time individual. So we didn't have big staff. So the focus was really on process. What do we need to do? If I go back to the beginning, kind of whiteboard the process just ignore what we have currently, but what do we really need to do if we're doing a 401k audit? What are the requirements? Because we do have regulatory requirements. Our audits can be subject to review from the Department of Labor. And we also have to follow internal revenue rules around the plan. All the plans are governed by ERISA. The firm is subject to what's called a peer review which means every three years we have to have another CPA from a firm that does other audits. And in our case, they have to be a firm that does 401k audits. They have to have experience in that particular area. Otherwise, they wouldn't be qualified to do our peer review. So they come in on a three-year cycle. We actually bring them in more often than that to review some of our work 
and give us feedback on what we're doing well, what we need to beef up on. Um, it helps us make sure that we're staying current. So anyways, we have all these regulatory requirements. We also have of course, audit standards we have to adhere to. There are AICPA requirements that we have to adhere to. So one of the very first things I did was take a look at what are we doing? What are all the things we're supposed to be doing? Are there areas maybe we're not doing things we should? Maybe areas we're doing too much, which I didn't actually see too much of that. So I needed to beef up a few areas. The big thing with audit is documentation. It doesn't really matter if you did something, if you don't document it. The way all of those bodies look at our work, if they come in to review a file and they don't see evidence that you did something, even though you, you actually did do it and you can explain that you did do it, in their mind, you actually did not do the work because you didn't document it. So documentation's huge. Supervision review is huge in the audit world. Auditors are held to probably the highest standard of all accountants just by the nature of the work. The reason you have auditors to begin with is to have confidence in the financial statements that are being issued. So where financial statements are really important, and in this case, Think of a 401k, you know, that's people's money. That's their retirement. They're counting on that money being there when they get ready to retire. And it may take them 30, 40 years to build up enough money in a plan to be able to retire. And they don't want to get ready to retire and then come to find out the money's not really there. They were told it was, but in essence, for whatever reason, it's not. So that's why the audits are there. They're very important. They serve a very important purpose. So we're held to a very high standard because of the importance of the nature of what we're doing. So we have to make sure our ethical standards are there. The review is there to make sure the work is of high quality. So that's where I started was really what do we need to do? What are we doing? Where do we need to beef up? Put in place very strict procedures in all of those areas and then put together templates. So whenever an auditor is going to start a new audit, they're not starting from let me recreate the wheel here. They're using established templates that we've put together. We made sure that we're using industry standard audit materials. We currently are using a system from Thomson Reuters and our audit software that supports the process comes from PPC, which again, we purchased through Thomson Reuters, but one of the industry leaders in that area. So that was really where I started was just making sure the ground Groundwork was there, all the policies and procedures are right. And then from there, really focused on growing the business. So growing the number of audits we had, along with that, growing the team to make sure we could get the audits done. And then looking at how long is it taking us to do the audits? Where are our pain points? What's taking longer than it should? And how can we make sure we can grow this and make it a scalable business? So that's when we really started focusing on making sure we had audit software, making sure we have software to request documentation, software to retain the documentation. As I mentioned, documentation is really important. So we started working on software and efficiencies then at that point. And we're still working on that. We're not quite where we want to be efficiency-wise, but we've made great strides on that. So that's kind of what that's what I've been doing. How does all that translate to the customer experience? I mean, that's a lot of processes. Yeah. From the customer standpoint, I mean, they don't see our work papers. So part of the what I talked about, making sure we're adhering to all the regulatory standards and that they don't see that per se. They're not seeing the work papers. 
they're going to see it in the requests that we do. But I'd say two things that they're going to see. One, when they get done with an audit from Summit compared to maybe what they might see at another firm, obviously it varies. But when they get done with an audit from Summit, their plan is going to have had a very good audit. We are focused on the compliance aspects of the plan. So if you think of maybe yourself as a 401k participant and you walk through your life cycle with a 401k plan from you're initially available to get into the plan all the way through to you're retiring and you're taking your money out of the plan. There's a lot of things that happen along that life cycle. When you get an audit from Summit, we're going to hit all of those areas. And we're going to even hit some areas that you as a participant don't know are, are happening in the plan, but but they are and they're required to. So we're going to cover all those areas. So from the user client experience, unfortunately, that means a lot of documentation they have to provide us a lot of interaction with us, a lot of questions that we may be asking. We may find things that they're not doing they should be, areas that maybe they could improve. We look on that as, you know, they're responsible for this plan. They are, in most cases, the fiduciary um, over the plan. So they have legal responsibility to the plan. So we feel like we're helping them out by maybe finding any areas that they can beef up that, that aren't quite up to the standards that they should be. So that's part of the experience that they're going to get. The other thing is that, you know, we do, as we mentioned, 130-ish of these audits a year. It's a lot of audits and and we have to get them done in a pretty short time frame. So we have a really well-established process. So in terms of that, all that documentation I mentioned, we have a really, what we call streamlined process to gather that information. We're not going to be wandering around asking for hundreds of different things, trying to find the right piece of documentation. We know what we need. We have experienced people with a very structured approach. So they're going to ask for what they need. They're going to dig into it. They may need some additional information to answer questions, but it's not going to be, you know, I'm going to ask for hundreds of things trying to find the one piece of documentation that I need. So I think that's one of maybe the big differences between us and another firm is that literally we know what we're doing. This is what we do. We're not trying to be the auditor to audit every kind of audit out there that a client might need. We're here to do your 401k audit. So we know 401ks and we know this auditing really well. It's going to save the client time. It's going to give them a good audit, good quality look at their 401k plan. So when they're done, they can feel comfortable that the plan is doing all the things it's supposed to be doing, or at least they've been given a list of things they need to work on to get them to that point. You know, one thing you didn't mention, which is kind of unique to our firm, is that you never really go out to their office. Right. Yeah, we're virtual, which is, it's not that we're the only firms doing it. There are a few other firms out there, but the majority of them are not. They're going to set up a time to come to your office. They're going to plant themselves in your conference room or maybe in a table next to your office. And they're going to be there for a day or a couple of days or maybe a week. Be one auditor, might be five auditors. It depends. And uh, they're going to come to your office and they're going to dig through your files um, and ask you a bunch of questions. It's hard to say if the audit's the same. Obviously, it depends on the audit firm and their process. But yeah, they're physically going to come to your office. We don't do that. We do the audits virtually. 
and we find it works extremely well for a couple of reasons. A lot of the documentation that we need is not in that office. I mean, I can go physically set in your office and I'm going to be looking online at information that's with your provider or is with your payroll company. It's not physically in the office anyways. The other reason that we're able to do the audits virtually is because of the software. Um, we have a lot of good software. I can obviously talk to the people. I can do virtual sessions so I can be looking at them, talking to them. They can see me. We even have software that they can see my screen if I want to show them something, some particular issue we're trying to work through or we want to work through the, the final report. They can see it online. They can see me as I'm changing it. Same thing. I can see their system. So if they want to show me something that's in their system that they're working through, I can see that online. I don't physically need to be in their office. I've done 401k audits where we traveled to the location. We, we did it the old-fashioned way where we sat in the office. We did the very same things we do virtually. It's just by doing it virtually, we can do it quicker. But the big thing is we can work to the client's schedule. So if I physically have to be in your office, we've got a set date and you've got to have all the documentation ready on that date because I'm coming on that day. And I, you know, for me to move that means a whole lot of juggling and it's probably not really going to work. But from the client perspective, what if they have a big project that comes up right before then? And so now they're really busy and they don't have time to pull the documentation. It's hard to move that around if I'm physically coming to your office. If I'm doing it virtually, it's easier for me to work around. So I know a lot of the people that we've signed as clients, if you had them here and they were telling you, that's one of the big things that they really like is that we can work to their schedule. We have a tool we use to request documentation. It's an online available 24-7 tool. So I tell all the folks when we're starting off with them, if it works better for you to take 15 minutes every so often and load stuff onto that tool, that's fine. We can work with that. If you'd much rather, I'm going to block a day and here's my day to go gather all the documentation for the audit, we can work with that. And our systems are set up to accommodate that. So, you know, if it's two in the morning where you are and you've got some time and you want to go pull some stuff for the 401k audit, you can do it you know, it's available, it's ready for you. Now, I don't know many other firms that can say that. So technology really helps out with the virtual, um, with the virtual side. Of yeah. It. Sounds like a lot has changed since my audit days and I would audit in a broom closet. That's what the client put me in. <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting there coming out every, every couple minutes for air. <laughs> a lot has changed That's in the audit true. world. true. <laughs> yeah. So one final question. So you mentioned the October 15th deadline. If I'm listening to this podcast and I, I realize, oh boy, I do need a 401k audit and I'm about a month away from the deadline, what should I look for when hiring that CPA firm, the audit firm? Yeah, absolutely. If you need an audit and it's for 2018, which we're doing the 2018s right now, um, first thing you need to do, get on the phone and get an auditor, get engaged with an auditor because uh, you're running out of time and uh, the audits do take time. I mean, you cannot do an audit in a day. It takes a lot of time to gather all the documentation that we need. So first things, hurry up and get online, look around. The things that we encourage people to do, obviously price matters. We all know that we're in business. And so you don't want to pay more for the audit than you have to, but you really shouldn't be selecting your auditor based on price alone. These are very complicated audits. They are regulatory audits. So uh, there are a lot of firms out there that audit offer audits. 
and they will tell you, sure, I can do your 401k audit. But if they don't do a lot of these, or if they haven't done one recently, they're not going to be up on all of the current requirements. And it is the what's called the plan sponsor. That's the company that's offering the plan. It is their responsibility to make sure that the audit not only is done and done on time, but that it's a quality audit. That is their responsibility. Most people don't know that. They, they don't understand it because they're not auditors. And obviously, they're not going to be held to the same standard that an auditor would. But they need to make sure that the firm that they're hiring knows what they're doing in terms of producing a quality audit. So ask about how many audits does the firm do? How long have you been doing this? What is the background and experience of the auditor, not in general, but the auditor that's going to be assigned to my audit? Is it going to be, you know, maybe the firm has some people with great experience, but I'm going to give you that newbie down the hall there who's never done a 401k audit. So who specifically um, is going to do my audit? And lastly, I'd ask them, there's something called the Employee Benefit Plan Audit Quality Center. It's a part of the AICPA, which is the industry group that all accountants belong to. It's nationwide. And they have this group that it's a voluntary association but you pay to belong to it and you have specific requirements that you have to adhere to, to belong to it. And we belong to that group. Those firms that really want to give you a quality audit experience, they also belong. So I would always ask that, you know, do you belong to the quality center? Also ask, have they had a peer review? When was the last peer review? Let me see the peer review results. What did your peer reviewer say? Did you get a good opinion? What kinds of findings did they have? So ask those kinds of questions. Don't just hire the first audit firm you find. Don't just hire the cheapest audit firm that you find. Ask them those questions around the quality of the audits that they're doing. That way you make sure you're getting a good quality audit and that it's, you know, it's going to get done, but it's going to get be done on time, but it's going to be a good quality audit. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of audit firms out there. Not all audit firms do 401k. So, um, but all, all, all firms won't necessarily tell you that. I know when I worked in audit, it was always, we went back and forth each year, whether we were going to do 401k audits or not. So having the specialty, I think really does help and um, get you a quality mm -hmm. auditor. Absolutely. Yeah. All auditors are not the same. They're <laughs> <laughs> definitely true. <laughs> So, so that's all the time we have for today's episode. I want to uh, thank Jody and Kim. Again, it was a very uh, successful episode. I think we talked about a lot of things. I know I learned quite a bit. Again, it's been a while since I've been in audit. Um, so you talked a lot about process, and that's actually what we're going to talk about in our next episode. So next month, we're going to have a, another podcast. We're going to talk more into that process and learn more about it. So thanks again, Jody and Kim, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Enjoyed this episode? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving 401k audit success. We're here to be a resource with ever-changing rules and regulations.